Hi, I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for listening to this podcast. There are many more podcasts available at MyFaithRadio.com. Your support makes this possible. Thank you. And a warm welcome to the afternoon show. I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you've had a great day and a great weekend. I'm looking forward to the whole week, just so you know. I've got a great show. In hour one, Patrick's going to join me to get things started. The Monday afternoon mix is going to follow. And then Dr. Michael Wise is joining me in hour two. And he is an expert on the Dead Sea Scrolls. I don't know if you're like me, but I sure find that fascinating. And Dr. Wise has not one but two PhDs. So he's really smart. So it's going to be a, a fun day. I hope you uh, can stay with me for as much of the show as possible. And if you miss it, please go to the podcast and hear what you missed if you're so inclined. I do like to start off the uh, the show on Mondays on a little bit of a lighter note. Uh, Mary Hart is like good medicine, and I hope my friend Patrick and I make you smile or at least laugh every now and then. He is a, a performer just like uh, me in my former days, and he uh, lives in the great state of Iowa in the prestigious town of West Des Moines. Patrick, hey. Hey, prestigious. And I think that we both clawed our way right to the middle there. We yeah, we did. did. As, yep. as performers. Yep. Yep. It's, uh, I, I had many friends pass me on the way up. And, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the old, uh, the old saying, as a friend of mine would say, says, you know, you should yeah, be nice to the people that you pass on your climb up the ladder of success because you may want to step on them again on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> well, you and I have lived long enough to know that there are many inconveniences and things that happen in life that we that we easily disregard or we say this is nothing but an inconvenience or nothing but a hassle, but they're loaded and full and ripe of God's uh, connections and moments that he doesn't want us to miss. And he gets our attention sometimes with little irritations and little aggravations. Um, and I know that you yeah. have gone through this recently. And I think to get things started, let's talk a little bit about your brother who uh, back in 1976 when the movie Rock, Rocky came out, it was so popular at the time. And he had yeah. an incident that I thought he took some lemons and turn them right into lemonade tell that story i think it's, it's oh. so amusing to me yeah so yeah i think yeah it's, uh, it's 76 ish um the movie you know rocky was like you know popular in the theaters anyway uh, my brother did um aluminum siding back then I, I think they used to make it out of aluminum i don't they make it out of clay or something now <laughs> i'm not sure <laughs> um and he kept his tools in his truck and he was out getting a bite to eat or something. And he comes out to his, his truck in the parking lot. And then there's a guy rummaging around trying to break into the tool cabinets. They're, they're locked. He's trying to break in to steal the tools, which was, you know, I mean, you, you would see a fully loaded truck with these toolboxes on it. And you say, gee, what's inside toolboxes? You know, just like what's inside the treasure chest. I'm guessing treasure. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, my brother confronts him and 
Like uh, most professional thieves, this guy did not work alone and had a friend on the other side of the truck. Kind of came out with the old, what's it to you? Uh-huh. And he realized he realized he was in a uh, two-on-one confrontation. Uh, and uh, they uh, they showed him what for, so to oh, speak, boy. as Grandma would say. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> you know, Grandma always had those sayings, you know. Don't you pay no, never mind. I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you pay no, Uh, never mind. We're going to talk about Graham a little bit later, but anyway, keep going. So um, they ended up, uh, they they beat him up pretty severely. uh, Which is the part that's not funny. Which is not funny. No, Because he had the nerve to confront some guys trying to steal from him. And, uh, you know, he gets home. And let's see, 76, he would have been, yeah, you know, 18-ish. And he looked, he looked pretty bad. (laughs) It's like, that's a, that's a double shiner if I ever saw one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But uh, coincidentally, this happened to be uh, around, say, October 26th, 27th, right around the time it is right now. Yeah. So Halloween is in a couple days. And my brother decides, well, I guess I have my Halloween costume. I will, I will be going as Rocky Balboa. <laughs> and he decided that, you know, I think he went, he went to his first Halloween party and people were just praising his, his makeup job. Who did They'd it? never seen better makeup job, had they? Never seen, they did <laughs> That is so realistic. I, 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 it almost looks as if blood is actually coming uh, out of your eye socket. It was absolutely amazing. So he decided, I'm doing so well. He hit the circuit for. He just went to every Halloween party he could, and I, I believe he won a costume contest that night. Well, of course he and did. I don't, yeah, I don't think he ever told anybody. What had happened? Uh, you know, he was in you know some excruciating pain because this is not the kind of s- stuff that heals well. <laughs> I'm, you know, I mean, I thought bringing the ribeye steak was probably a nice touch <laughs> just to put over the shiner, but uh, it it was. I said, you know, what a what a great way. I, you know, that's not going to happen for everybody. No. You, know, you don't want to get beat Hopefully beat up, never, but right. it's, it, it's certainly the turning lemons into lemonade thing that you, you think to yourself, okay, that right there, it always, it makes me laugh, you know, cause you know, my brother, uh, golly, 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 it's, it's been, you know, he passed away at age 34. And so now it's been, I uh, just passed like 33 years since he's been gone. And the amount I learned from him in, in his short time through his travails and sufferings and, you know, 12 years of cancer treatments, you know, multiple rounds of chemotherapies, removing body parts. You know, I, I kept saying, I go, there's not much left to take out from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, he says that yeah, they provide some good aftermarket <laughs> options, but uh, uh, I always, I just have some of these really fond memories of, you know, a guy taking, he always did that, you know, it's yeah. kind of one of the interesting things about him. He, he was kind of a, a, a D student in school and uh, he would fail math classes and then he would do aluminum siding and he could estimate a job within just a handful of dollars, how much materials. I was like, you know, 
I was like Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz. You've had this power all along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and you never used it in school. Yeah. yeah. So how was his uh, his his Rocky isms? Did he do the Yo Adrian kind of stuff? And what? How good was he at that at that impersonation? Well, this is still something that we've never quite figured out in my family, and I realize that the listeners to this segment of the show will say that Patrick he speaks so eloquently. Uh, but he naturally spoke like Rocky his whole life. <laughs> I didn't know that. I, I have, you know, he he was, uh, he was certainly. You, you remember the the Saturday Night Live characters, you know, with the bulls, the bears. Oh yeah, the uh, bears, the yeah. bulls. Yeah. The bears. My brother had that. He he spoke that way. Okay. And he had he had a lot of kind of Rockyisms about him. I don't know if he had just absorbed them, you know, from. You know, watching the movies he had, you know, just he had he had a very limited uh, uh, palette of taste. Mm -hmm. You know, it'd be like Tom Petty, Tom Petty and Marshall Tucker. I, I got those two bands. But, you know, to this day, if I hear the song Free Fallen yeah. uh, or Marshall Tucker band, Can't You See, you know, I, I can't get out of the car. I can't turn it off. I have to listen to the whole song because it's three and a half minutes of Memories of Bob. Yeah. You know, and then I think pretty much he'd watch like Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> so what about, it's a great story. Uh, obviously, he took some uh, lemons and made it into lemonade, had some fun with it. Yeah. Obviously, was in yeah. some discomfort, but knew how to take advantage of a situation. Obviously, yeah. I would want no one to, to go through that story. But what about when you have, uh, you know, even like a name you don't like? You know, there's a lot of people that, that don't like their names. Um, I think your grandma yeah. was one of them, wasn't she? My grandmother was one. And, of course, I've mentioned on the show, it's been a long time, so it's worth bringing up. But one of my favorite names of, of a woman, it's a legit name, Phoebe B. Peabody BB. <laughs> <laughs> you got to say that slower because nobody caught that. Phoebe B. Peabody BB. Say so it again. a woman, Phoebe B. Peabody BB. <laughs> and 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 and, and I, I anybody listening, I don't care if you're in Lake Geneva or Sarasota. Yep. If you say Phoebe B Peabody BB, you will smile, <laughs> and the and the people around you will well, smile and say, "I have no idea what you're talking was, about." Her name was Phoebe P Peabody, and then she married someone named BB, right? Right, and she yeah. just said, "Well, this is too precious to keep. I got to keep it." Oh yeah. And so, you know, so you, it's like, hi, my name is John Smith. I'm Phoebe B. Peabody B. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and she wins every time. Every time and she not wins. Only, and who does not want to stop and engage with that person and say, hang on, I absolutely must write this down <laughs> and tell everybody who I, who I met today. You're, you're not anybody famous. But, yeah. Now, uh, now but my grandma. Yeah, yeah, you were very yeah. confused as a kid in your household because of your grandmother. Now, say more about that. So uh, my grandfather's name was John Bell, you know, an Irishman, right? And uh, when I don't even remember my grandmother's maiden name, but her first name was Isabel. So uh, she was Isabel Bell, uh, and she hated it. If, if, if she was ever called Isabel Bell, she'd say, that's a stupid name. <laughs> Too many bells. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, my, my grandfather would often just call her Is. Because she preferred that, just mm -hmm. call me is. But when she was, when he was talking about her to the rest of us, he always referred to her as Ma Bell. Mm -hmm. 
And then, of course, everybody referred to her as Ma Bell. Uh, and I guess that was a way of differentiating the grandparents. But of course, at the time, as you may recall, you know, you're in the 60s and 70s, there was a phone company, just the one. And it was, you know, Alexander Graham Bell, but they called it Ma Bell. Ma Bell. Yep, you bet. Ma Bell. And I was, A, confused why I could not have a private phone in my bedroom <laughs> Cause with that a, kind of a connection. Because apparently your grandma was like at the top of the heap. She was Ma Bell, I'm, and you couldn't get your own private phone. That's not think, right. You know, yeah, you're going, that'd be like, you know, saying, my name is Aunt Jemima, but where are the pancakes and syrup? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. You would expect, you know, that, that you know, Aunt Jemima would be saying, we get all the pancakes and syrup we can eat. And Ma Bell, you thought, why why can't we have phones? Why can't we have phones? I don't know how old I was. Isn't it funny how you can be young and sort of just have a misunderstanding about something and you, you sort of stick with it for, Absolutely. you know, it's like those... Yeah, like confusing song lyrics, and, yep. and for years, you know, the, I still to this day, you know, some uh, an old song will play, but the lyrics will show up now on the screen, and I'll think, only forty years I've gotten that wrong, <laughs> only forty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we can. You've had it happen, right? Oh yeah, I had it happen. I, you know, I don't know if I was not paying careful enough attention in Catholic grade school. Because as I was learning the Hail Mary, I thought it was, blessed is the fruit of thy whom, Jesus. I didn't know it was womb, Jesus. So I got that one wrong. And I probably said it a couple thousand times before I was finally corrected. I think the prayer doesn't count. You have some making up to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, don't say that. Yeah. But yeah you, yeah, you have a tendency of sometimes getting things wrong and then repeating it over and over. And not that I ever <clears throat> want to quote a person like Wilt Chamberlain, but I did meet him once and he was a, wow. a pretty imposing guy and he was huge, but he yeah. was, uh, he had problems for sure, but he said something and I, I sent it to a couple of friends this week. And I think I, did I send it to you? Cause I'm looking well, for I think it. I sent it to you. Oh, I sent it to you. Yeah, here, yeah, here it is. Everything yeah. is habit forming. So make sure what you do is what you want to be doing. Yeah, I saw that, and it, it had Bill written all over it. Yeah, because uh, did I tell you that um, I, I met him? I performed for him one night. Oh, you're kidding. No, no. He yeah, pulled up in a big he, white limousine. Yeah, interesting, were you interesting doing, night. Were you, doing, you were doing card tricks? Yep, or? I was. Yep. So when you look at the size of the hands on a guy like Will Chamberlain, you're thinking, you know how much easier my job would be? <laughs> I could hide anything. Hiding. I could hide a small cat in, in that hand. I can, right. Where did that cat come from? I don't know. I'm guessing his left hand because that's huge. <laughs> I know. I um, I had a friend that I, he had courtside seats to a Lakers game, and this is when Shaquille O'Neal was playing for them. And I'd only ever seen most of these guys on TV. And when a seven-foot-tall guy walks past you, it's it's. I said, I you know, I guess it's because he's always standing around other pretty tall people that you don't have it in real perspective. But said so that is a very large human being. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I think I think I know why he's good at this. It's it's just imposing. Yeah, and you know, Paul, oh. tall people get asked all the time, and Wyatt can probably uh, agree to this. 
basketball players, they go, or tall people, they go, you a basketball player? Yeah. <laughs> and you can't go down the corner of a street without being asked that. Or, and if you say no, it's, well, you're in the wrong sport or you're doing the wrong thing. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, and, and I heard one guy say, yeah, what are you, a miniature golfer? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me let me take a break, uh, Patrick. When I come back, I want to continue to discuss the little inconveniences in life, little things that get uh, distract us, and we think, what's the point of this? And maybe God's trying to show you something very important in that moment, and not to write it off, but to hang in there with it, and not just disregard it as something inconvenient, but to say, God, what is in this for me? Patrick Albanese is my guest. We'll be right back with lots more. Hi there and welcome. If you are a new listener, we want to officially welcome you with a free welcome packet gift. Request yours today at myfaithradio.com. Welcome to the show. Patrick Albanese is my friend who's getting things started on a lighter note. And Patrick, I just got a nice comment from somebody saying uh, about your grandmother's name, Isabel Bell. It's a, got a nice ring to it. That's true. It does. Oh, Isabel Bell. I like that. Ma Bell. That's funny. Yeah. Ma Bell. Ma yeah. and Pa Bell. We yeah. just call them Ma and Pa Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So yeah. when, it's funny. How, yeah, I was lucky. They only they grew. They lived two blocks away from us. It nice. Was just, what a what a fortunate thing to be able to just walk over to Grandma and Grandpa's house and yeah, if you were hungry, Grandpa would pull out the stewed prunes and eat them. Put hair in your chest. Everything put hair in your chest. <laughs> that was grandpa. Everything did. Yeah. And did he use that line with all the grandkids? I don't know. <laughs> just, it's just, you know, you know, when you're a, you know, a, like a seven or eight year old kid and you're going over to grandma and grandpa's, you're hoping for some butterscotch candy, not, not stewed prunes. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, that was, that was a treat to him. Yeah. He just thought they were so delicious. Yeah. That makes them up for the boy. So, you know, my, I, I think I told you too that my name was Mike Abab Pat growing up. Mike Abab Pat. He, yeah, because my older brothers were Mike, then Bob, then me, and my grandpa. I would just run through the boys' names until somebody responded. <laughs> <laughs> so he would just start at the top, Mike Abab Pat. That's me. Ah, uh, there you go. You know, yeah. So let's get back to mm-hmm. this idea where there's an inconvenience. There's something that is uh, a little annoying. And you quickly want to just write it off as something that's a distraction and an annoyance. And I think, because in God's economy, nothing is inconsequential, that he Mm -hmm. works out all things for good. And when I say all things, I mean all things. So whenever I have this irritation or this annoying something that I've got to do or get done, and I think, huh, I think God's trying to teach me something right here. And it's usually always true if I look for it. So I know you had yeah. something in your bathroom that uh, I think this story is worth telling. Well, Just be brief and make yes. sure it's entertaining. Oh, well, two things that I don't know how to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you know, there I was minding my own business. <laughs> <laughs> Great way to start, by the way. <laughs> When a light bulb burnt out in the uh, shower, the, the shower, the fix, light fixture in the shower, and then we tried to put one of the, you couldn't, you can't get the incandescent bulbs anymore. And I thought, well, this is kind of a hassle. 
You have to special order incandescent bulbs, but they're pretty much, they were taken off the market in August of this year. They're not allowed to be sold at any of the big box stores. So the LED bulbs, wouldn't they'd flicker. They didn't seem to work in this light fixture. And I thought, I, I guess I'm going to have to go up and change this light fixture now because of that intrusive new regulation of no incandescent bulbs. <clears throat> and um, I, pull, I start to pull down the light fixture and this black powder <laughs> of sorts starts to trickle on down a little bit. And then I finally start, I get the outer cover off and I start wrestling with it. And when I finally get it down, I start to get showered upon by what ends up being a little over a foot deep in the tub of black charred burnt Oof. fiberglass insulation. Oh, wow. Turns out that the old and, and then the wires <clears throat> to the old lighting fixture were crispy and were cracking. Mm -hmm. And I, I said, well, what has happened up here? What is going on? And, uh, uh, I start to research it a bit and I find out that those metal cans that they put in the ceiling and then back in the eighties, a lot of times they would build these houses, they would pack insulation around it. And, uh, that can would heat up, especially if you put too high of a wattage bulb in it. You know, how they often say, do not put anything above one candle power in here. <laughs> in your <laughs> well, bathroom. They're not, they're not, yeah. They're not messing around. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, uh, I realized, and I, I didn't put anything more than a 40 watt bulb in there, but, uh, everybody in the house used to love to leave that light on. Cause I left this beautiful glow in the hallway. We'd come out of the bathroom into the hallway. I said, we almost burned down the house because these fixtures aren't safe for this. And I would have never found that out if I couldn't replace because, because the led bulb wouldn't work in that fixture. Mm -hmm. Because I could, because I was not able to buy an incandescent bulb. Now I'm starting to take it. Turned into, of course, every project starts out with how hard could it be, and it turned into two Saturdays worth of wrestling with this fixture, going up in the attic, clearing all this burnt material out, and putting in a new LED fixture, and having my usual six or seven failures, where I say, "Oh, you got to be kidding me!" Now, now, what do I have to do? Mm -hmm. And uh, which ultimately ends with the victory, where uh, my wife uh, Janet will not come and watch anything I'm working on until she hears me screaming out loud, "I win, you lose!" <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah, when she uh, uh, when she heard the you know the "I win, you lose," she basically says. Permission, permission to come on board. <laughs> mm -hmm. And she comes into the bathroom. And I say, "Today, a new light fixture." Now, the problem with the LED fixture is they're so much brighter that you could basically steer a ship in from port. From our, we're nowhere near water, but you could probably bring something in. It's mm -hmm. like a lighthouse light, mm -hmm. uh, but it it came with a second feature with a ring light that created a candlelight atmosphere, which made her so happy. Oh, so good. good. I, I got the kudos. <laughs> you may stay in this home. Good. <laughs> you have, you have earned your keep. Yeah. But, so, uh, but you know, to, I think I go, I, I've avoided a fire. Yeah. To illustrate that point. Yeah. There was an inconvenience and it, and it spent, you spent time, but you probably discovered something that you, uh, could have been something much worse. If I would have kept throwing up these incandescent bulbs in there that were, if yeah. they were still available, yeah. for all I know, that 
little powder keg might have said, you know what? We've given this guy a pass for 15 years. That's it. <laughs> End of the line. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, and of course it was, it was a, a huge mess trying to get this done. But, but as I'm going through it, I thought, we could have burned, the house could have burned down. Yeah. Uh, that's horrible. Yep. I had a fire hazard that I was completely unaware yeah. of. It was hidden in the ceiling, hidden yep. in the ceiling. But for the, for the moment, you're, you're, you're griping and complaining and you say, oh, I don't need this kind of thing in my life. I have television to watch. Right. You know, I mean, the Chicago Bears are going to lose on television this week and it's yeah. a bye week. I'm <laughs> determined. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, the Vikings are going to be on Monday Night Football, so it could be, uh, could be just as bad. All right. I got to tell you, uh, I enjoyed talking about names, and a, a great listener just said, tell Patrick my dad's teacher when he was a little boy in kindergarten told my grandma that my dad was crying at school because he didn't like his name, which was Gene. And his teacher said, at least you don't have an ugly name like Francis. And my dad cried even harder saying, that's my middle name. <laughs> <laughs> you can't write those yeah, jokes you can't i know real life is always was, way funnier there was an old silly joke along those lines where a guy goes to court to change his name and the judge says what's wrong with your name he says well i don't like it he says what's your name he says my name is uh, william stinks he says i can see why you don't like that what do you want to change it to Francis Stinks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's really stupid. Okay, so during the break, um, Wyatt was saying, you know, I can't say that that name, that 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 woman's name, BBP Body B. Really? Yeah, he couldn't say it. He tried, and I so thought, you know, you got to break it down. You got. Yeah. Well, no, I don't want to go back into it, but you do have yeah. words that you can sometimes never spit out quite the way you want, like. What is that one sauce that starts with a W? Can you say that word? Yes. What's this here sauce? (laughs) (laughs) What's this here sauce? Is that what you're calling it? What is it? Well, because I couldn't say it as a kid. And I don't know. Worcestershire sauce? Oh, say it again. So, so Worcestershire sauce, right? Worcestershire. That's going to work. That's going to work. Yeah. So I just renamed it. What's this here? What's this here sauce? <laughs> what's this here sauce? Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's a tough one. That's yeah. There's some words that people just can't say, and I'm curious. Of, um, you know, maybe next week we'll ask what are words you can't say or that are hard to say. Yeah, there are a few of them, and there are a couple. I, I'll have to think about them, but they're in my vocabulary, and I can only say them if I speak slowly, and then I realize that I normally speak much too quickly, and that that's kind of my warning sign. It's like the speed bump in my speech pattern that says, slow down, because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'll just trip over the word, and then I realized it wasn't that I couldn't pronounce it. It's that you can't say it quickly. True, Yeah. How about yeah, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? Did that word exist before Mary Poppins? Uh, no. It did. G- it did? Yeah, it did, yeah. Yeah, she just okay, made it famous. So, that movie. All right, so you know, that movie made it famous. Yeah. So I, now that's the funny thing, because I happen to know the guy who wrote that song. Oh. Well, you Richard just one-upped Sherman. me. Is, are you, you feel good about yourself right now? 
I do feel a lot better about myself all of a sudden. <laughs> Here, I drop a little bomb, and you got to show up and, and, and one-up me. Okay. Well, you hit me with Will Chamberlain, and I thought, I don't have much. I have nothing today. Yeah, that's I have true. no names that's to true. draw. I don't have any names. And as you know, I, I remember having lunch with, I think it was uh, Tom Cruise and Steven Spielberg. They said, don't drop names. It's rude. Yeah, it is kind of yeah. inconsiderate at times. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, I, I'll have to say, I thought that maybe this Richard Sherman did write Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, and he's the one who made it famous. He also wrote It's a Small World After All. So. <laughs> Yeah, it was some. It was some teacher named Helen Herman. Uh, she was a Columbia University teacher, and it was, uh, I think it was a, a long. No, it, she, I can't remember where she was from, but it was it was a long time ago. It was years before uh, the yeah. movie. So she came. She she phrased it as something that is just so unbelievably wonderful and and happy and joy filled that that's the word that she came up with to express it. I thought great word. So Richard Sherman is the one who came up with, he says, nobody's really tried to rhyme with this. I think I'll give it a whirl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she wow. was, yeah, she was a, um, a, a t she graduated from uh, U University of Madison in 1925 and taught uh, high school English for 41 years. And she re received wow. her, uh, her big degree in 1931 in letters and science. So anyway, she's, she coined the word. <laughs> So with the, how about this? Here's a little known factoid to, for people to, to munch on over the week. There are three words that I'm aware of that have no rhyme. And do you know what these are? Uh, one is orange. One is orange. One is purple. One is silver. They're all colors. Mm -hmm. Is that your point? And there are. It's, it's just one of those things you say, well, that's interesting. And yet I'm going to forget it tomorrow. <laughs> so. All right. Have a great rest of the day, Patrick. Great to be with you. Thanks. Yep. Thank you. Thanks Patrick Albanese has been my friend and guest to get things started. So glad you joined me. David Miles just walked into the studio. So guess what's up next? The Monday Afternoon Mix. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Monday Afternoon Mix. David Miles is here, and Wyatt's always on board, ready to contribute when the spirit moves him. Has the spirit moved Amen. you yet? Yeah. Oh, look at that. Look, look at he's that. Already here. Ooh, he There's Wyatt. <laughs> I, I, you know, I just suggest it, you and did. boom, there he is. And boom. I know. Boom, just I like know. that. I know. David Miles, what happens when people think that maybe God has kind of forgotten them lately? Not all the time, but just maybe it's been a while, and I feel like... God, where are you in my life? Well, I think, you know, they end up taking a trip through the Psalms. Oh, I like that. Uh, whereas one-third of Psalms are imprecatory. So those are the times where someone's like, okay, God, this jacked up. Where are you at? Like, have you forgotten us? Do you not hear my voice? Uh, Lord, am, am I not your child? Am I your stepchild? Are you upset? You know, you'll hear the psalmist saying, Lord, don't be angry with me forever, and those types of things. And so if you're feeling that way, that's, you know, as as one of the pastors I, you know, knew from Texas, he used to say, the real and the raw, mm -hmm. you know, and he was just kind of like, we don't need to just kind of do all the fluff stuff. I mean, like, to really say, like, there are moments where... What you're thinking something's going to be the outcome, it isn't. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think there's such a beauty that God gave us this love, love letter because we can 
we can resonate with John chapter 11 on Lazarus, and we can resonate with Martha and even Mary. Mm-hmm. Like, we have the privilege of seeing the whole story, but actually just inserting ourselves more fully into it, that when Jesus shows up and they're like, Lord, if you, were, if you would have been here, my brother would be alive. And then later on, when he goes to see Martha, and it's like, Lord, you know, if you would have been here, my brother would have... So you know that it had been a conversation. But they're sitting there saying, Jesus, uh, where are you? Mm-hmm. You know, and um, so I find that when we're feeling that way, you know, turning, turning again, like it's, it's not just Pollyanna, it's not just kind of triteness, but really turning to, as the Bible says, these great and precious promises. Mm-hmm. David, uh, what, I've been studying Luke chapter one lately, and I, I think of uh, Zechariah. He's on duty serving as a priest before God. I know there were a lot of priests back then, and I think he was chosen by lot. So, you know, his, his turn had come up, right? Mm-hmm going about his duty in the temple, burning incense. And the next thing you know, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. And he was, as you would be, startled and gripped with fear. And how long had Zachariah and Elizabeth been praying for a a baby? Decades? Yeah. Decades. And did they think, God, where, have you forgotten us? Yeah, are, are you still listening to our prayers? And, yeah, and wondering even too, in a sense, why serving? Saying like, "Well, I'm serving." Um, when Tammy and I um, pastored, and we were in o- in, in Ohio, um, we had one of those situations that the the beauty of the the body of Christ coming together. Our son DJ, his his friend, who was 12 years old, nine days before his birthday, playing soccer. He had a congenital thing that no one knew about, and both his lungs deflated. Oh, and you know it was one of those. It was one of those. You know, you know. Pardon lingua franca, but it sucked. Mm-hmm. It was. I mean, like it. It like it hurt. And they were, you know, missionaries. And and I remember our friend Steve saying, like, you know, he said, I even had moments where it's like, Lord, I'm serving you, like this, my my son, you know, and. Um, he would later talk, him and Emily would talk about the fruit of it. They said, I would never wish this on anyone um, and, and would talk about the impact of it. And, uh, you know, one time he was doing a message and he said, you know, life wouldn't be so hard if we didn't expect it to be so easy. Mm. Like the fall really did have severely fracturous in ways that we don't understand. Not even in like, we're, we're at third dimension, but, you know, like quantum level and all that stuff, even so much more beyond that, like that's, that was so fracturous that it required the sacrifice of God's own son Mm -hmm. to remedy that brokenness. And I think sometimes we, we forget like the depth of living in a broken, but still beautiful world. Yeah. And I, I go back in Luke one talking about Zechariah and Elizabeth, both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. So you go, they're, 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 they're living good. Mm-hmm. They're doing the next right thing. And they've not been able to have a baby. And I can only imagine that's what they prayed for for decades. Yeah. And then the angel Gabriel shows up and says, you're, you're going to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And instead of excitement, he's skeptical, right? So he's maybe a little 
eaten up over decades of not getting his prayer answered. Very much so. Yeah. And you, you see, you see that with Zachariah, you see it at first Samuel with Hannah Mm -hmm. where like she cried and she wept so much that like, like um, Eli thought that she was drunk when she came to the temple and she was like, no, I'm not drunk. My grief is so great. You know, and Elkaniah pulled one of those guy things, you know, because in the beginning of chapter one, he says, you know, Hannah, am I not worth to you more than 10, you know, 10 sons? And like I wrote in the, you know, in the margin of my Bible, it's like, no, dude, (laughs) 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 you know. And so for those that are listening, those who have gone through and being um, unable to conceive and those who've gone through, you know, miscarriages, I mean, like it's, it is our hearts truly go out to you and know like like um, these things there's like no words mm-hmm. and the thing for us to remember is to be the beginning of job his friends who sat with him and not the latter ones who in the old testament they're like okay job you must have did something jacked up you know, there must have been something wrong in your life. And and just so we know, we see this in the New Testament as well in uh, John chapter 9, when the disciples and Jesus are walking by the guy who was born blind. And we have a very causal mindset, like, if this, then. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And so we often think, like, there's something that someone must have done wrong, Must have done. You know? Yeah. And Jesus is like, you know, um, neither. It was not this man that sinned or his parents, but that the work of God might be displayed in him, you know? And he says, we must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. And mm-hmm. so so sometimes um, there's there can be an, incl- an inkling to be um, simplistic, um, on some things and just say, oh, well, it must be that. And I think sometimes the need just to sit with people and really, especially as believers, to incarnate Christ the way Christ chose to put on flesh and come into our broken world. Mm, Good word. Good word, David. When I think of Zechariah encountering Gabriel and Gabriel says, you're going to, you're going to have a son. And he uh, will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord, their God. And Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years. Was that maybe some of the reason why he questioned it too? Not that just he would have a son, but because of that extra add-on that he mm-hmm. presented to him. Great point. Very fair. It is very uh, And fair. I can't wait to talk to Zechariah in heaven <laughs> and say, Zechariah, give me the tone that Gabriel used with you. Because well, there's no tone in Scripture. Right. But the angel said to him, I am Gabriel. <laughs> I stand in the presence of God, and I've been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. I just would love to hear the tone, wouldn't you? Yeah. Because I can only speculate. But And, and I mean, like, it's, it's fairly ser- serious. And, you know, one of the beautiful things about Scripture, sometimes it's just slowing down and, like, really entering in. I mean, like, so Zechariah, and then you have Abraham, or Abram, mm-hmm. and Sarah. You know, and Sarah's just like, you know, the angel's like, hey, by this time next year, you're going to have a child. And she's just like, um, dude, like, seriously, uh, 
And the, and the Hebrew says, I've not known a man, you know, and it's just kind of like, and like, listen, dude's old. And I'm sorry, there is no pharmacy on the hill having right. know, little blue pills. Right. Like, but this, let's, this is old. And like, yeah. we really, this is like, this is seemingly very much an impossible situation. So there's the promises of God. And then it's what Zechariah and, and Elizabeth, well, not Elizabeth, because she's, she was excited. She got pregnant, but of Abraham, Sarah, were willing to believe. what God's promises, what were they willing to believe? There was the gap. Yeah. All right. We'll think about that and come back. This is the Monday Afternoon Mix with Pastor David Miles, and we're wondering, maybe have you gone in a time in your life, has there been um, months, years, weeks, maybe where you're wondering, has God heard my prayer? Has, has he not acted because I don't feel super connected and I see all of our scripture of people that are in that gap and that could be you so you have a lot of good company be right back we want to pray for you we all need prayer we would love to pray for you the faith radio team is serious about prayer and we pray for specific listener requests every week Share your prayer request with us anonymously and securely on our website at myfaithradio.com. Pastor David Miles is here, and Wyatt, three of us are the Monday afternoon mix. Mix, mix, mix. Mixorama. Mix, yeah. Mix and, it up. Uh, we, we miss some of our fine jazz music, but I yes. think we'll get it back. But that, that had a nice, you know, a little... That had a little... Little nice, mm, nice touch to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In some ways, it had like almost a little bit of like Charles Schultz, like the Peanuts. And almost, just a little bit. Yeah, almost a little yeah. campy, <laughs> which is not us. We're not campy. We're not campy. No, we no. we might go camping. You might. I, I'm not going camping. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, are you saying you might be like the psalmist in you know Psalm 28? What is you, the psalmist in Psalm 28? He says, "To you, O Lord, I call my rock." Be not deaf to me, lest if you be silent, I become like those who go down to the pit. Hear the voice of my pleas for mercy when I cry to you for help, when I lift up my hands towards your most um, holy sanctuary. You know, um, I, I, again, the psalmist really does allow us to enter in. I'm trying, I can't remember the passage, but um, there's a passage in one of the psalms where he's like, my tears have been my food. Mm. Literally, like, I've cried so much. And, you know... The, I I know that. I know that verse. Yeah. Uh, Psalm 42. Okay. Yeah. I think it's verse 3. Psalm 42? Yeah. Verse 3. A lot of the great psalms have the number 2 in it. Yeah. And here's the thing. Actually, Bill was just having this conversation with... with uh, some just some really fine students here at the University of Northwestern St. Paul, great school, and um, you know we were just actually just talking about Psalm forty two and forty three. Wow! Um, here before they went on break, and the thing that we were talking about is, and this actually is applicable to what we're talking about. When he says in verse three, "My tears have been my food day and night," while they say to me all the day long, "Where's your God?" You know, so you could imagine. And not quite the same way, but maybe sometimes people asking Zachariah and his wife, like, guys, can have a, 
child sometime mm-hmm. and just literally going that imp- that in- that entire period um, of many many decades without um, but one of the things is verse five when the psalmist says, "Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil with me and just like feel that like cast down not just like in the mind but in that soul that very soulish part of it's deep and just and not saying like "Ah, i got some issues like this is turmoil yeah like this is like a deep churning and i i love the fact um that god wants us to be real (laughs) because the psalmist goes on and says hope in god for I shall again praise him, my salvation, my God. And uh, he says, my soul is cast down within me, therefore I remember you. And so he goes a little bit more, and he's talking through this psalm, and then you come to verse 11. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why are you in turmoil? Well, wait a minute, didn't you just say that earlier? Mm-hmm. Okay? Like sometimes the, the crying and even the questioning isn't a one and done. And so sometimes it's not simplistic. Sometimes there's just layers to this. And he again says, like, okay, okay, hope in God, for I shall again praise of my salvation. And my God, in chapter 43, it's like, vindicate me, O God, to defend my cause against ungodly people. And, you know, he goes in verse 5, why do I go about mourning? I mean, so the, the, the heaviness, the realness of this language is so very there. And then again in verse 5. Why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? So this is not just like God saying like, hey, I, I don't get it. You know, just kind of bucket up camper and just go. No, like three times this person is like reminding, having to just say like, this is what I'm feeling, my soul, you know, and sitting on that precipice of feeling like, God, I feel like I'm about to fall off into no man's land. And I just, I don't don't know what quite to do with this. And Paul said that, you know, three times I cried to the Lord to take away this thorn from my flesh. And in that situation, God didn't take away mm-hmm. the yeah. thorn. Yeah. And does it say anywhere in that specific Psalm as well, that God answers him right away, right? Sometimes he wants us to continue to cry out to him. Mm-hmm. So it's not always an easy answer right away fix. And sometimes even the answer is no. So how do we take encouragement from that as Christians, as we go about our life as we run into these problems, David? Well, you know, we sing that song that he is a good, good father and we are loved by him. And truly in the cross, uh, we see that so powerfully. You know, I had, I had the joy last uh, week with Tammy of driving up to see our oldest son, DJ, do a thing called praise in the pub at his school. And he was speaking and he was talking about the bigness of God and the fact that God loves us. And, and that whole thing, like, do we believe God loves mm-hmm. us? You know, do, okay, do you really believe? And he's, he started talking about his son and the gospel. And he said, like, God gave his own son. And he said, you know, guys, like, we don't have kids right now. But he goes, take a family member. He goes, like, for instance, my mom. And he says, really? He goes, guys, you know, you know, would I give my give my mom he's like you know if 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 that was needed and you died he goes i would send you the nicest bouquet possible but i ain't giving my mama for you (laughs) (laughs) you know and so like he he talked about like in this gospel you know it is true like god doesn't just talk the talk he he walks it out and 
even these these trials that are real, you know, they're painful. Um, Romans 18 says that are, are momentary afflictions, very, very real, that they do not axios, that word in which we get, it, they don't compare in the balance to what he's prepared for us. But it doesn't take the reality of the pain. But we're not just, you know, suffering to suffer for sake. God has actually yeah. given us a promise that neither, you know, this world, rust, moth, or anything can touch. So even though things break down here and things don't always go the way that we even desire, there is a promise and a promise keeper. Mm-hmm. Amen. David, we don't have more than about a minute and a half, and people have been listening, hearing about feeling downcast, and it's connecting with people. So would you pray for people yeah. who are in that place right now and they're, they're driving home and they're feeling downcast? Certainly. Heavenly Father, I just I want to thank you so much because Scripture even says that you are near to the brokenhearted. And even today, you know, this 23rd of October, for some as they're driving home, the day has just been something. And, and they're, they're, they're saying like, man, not only is my soul downcast, but like I don't even know what to do with myself and I still need to walk into the door and be present for whatever. And I pray, dear God, that you would minister to their hearts, give your grace. And Jesus, would you enlarge yourself before our eyes? Would you move in ways uh, this very week uh, through your grace, your, your, your love, your provision, your care, even your correction, Lord, to show yourself on our behalf as a God who's not far away, but that a God who is really near. And so we pray, Jesus, that you be glorified and lifted up and move on behalf of the good of your people for your glory. Amen. Amen. Thank you, David Miles. Always nice to have you here with us for the Monday Afternoon Mix. And we're going to take a break. When we come back, Dr. Michael Wise is joining me here in studio. We're going to talk about His specialty, which is the Dead Sea Scrolls. You're not going to want to miss one minute of what's next. Be right back. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.